Well, I have a bunch of episodes I'm bringing back this week on Speak, Lord. We're going to focus on the heart of Speak, Lord, which is the belief that God speaks and that we want to have a posture that listens to what he has to say to us. Speak, Lord, is not just the name of this podcast. It was the theme at the very beginning, and it's continued to be the theme all the way through. So if you listen back through the episodes, you just hear it coming up over and over again, this encouragement to listen to the voice of God. So I actually have parts of five episodes that I'm going to be bringing back this week. And we're going to begin with episode one. And you're going to hear a different sound. When the pandemic hit, I rushed to put together a podcast as a way to share spiritual content with church members in in a new way when I wasn't sure how ministry would look in the future. Podcasting was totally new to me, and so I remember grabbing a microphone and a recording system that I had from high school. I set it up in the church office and recorded a few guitar tracks, just me playing into the microphone, and I used those as the first intro and outro music for Speak Lord. So you're going to hear a different sound as we go back to episode one. And I hope you notice a difference in the quality of the audio that you're hearing now compared to how we started out. But the theme has been the same. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. So now we're going to hear the very first episode of Speak, Lord. Isaiah 50, verse 4 and 5. The Lord has given me the tongue of those who are taught that I may know how to sustain with a word him who is weary. Morning by morning he wakens. He wakens my ear to hear as those who are taught. The Lord has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious. I turned not backward. This verse gives us an awesome image of God. He wakes us up every morning with something to tell us. He wakens our ears, and if we're not rebellious, we can listen to him as one being taught. Think of the voice that we get to listen to. This is the voice that spoke, let there be light, and it was light. He created the world. This is the voice that calmed the wind and the waves with the word, and he desires to speak to us. Our God is a communicator. He reveals himself through a book, through the word. He's called prophets. He speaks his word to his people. He says, wherever you go, whether you turn to the right or to the left, you'll hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. God speaks to us. At our church, we had a business meeting in January, and I shared the devotional from the story of Samuel. When he hears God speak, and he doesn't know the voice of the Lord, so he goes to Eli, and then eventually he learns that this is God's voice, and so he replies, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. I love that prayer. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. And I shared that prayer with the church as something we could pray this year, 2020, a year when we would come to God with the prayer, Speak, Lord. We are listening. And what we are saying with that prayer is that we actually believe that God still speaks. We actually believe that he still leads. That we don't just say those things and stand up front in church and and pray for him to speak, but we believe that he's actually going to intervene and he's going to lead our lives and our church. And so the prayer, speak Lord, your servant is listening, is a prayer of faith that God actually speaks into our lives. He shares wisdom and guidance and truth. This time that we're living through is a strange time 
and God is still speaking. What is he speaking to you in your life, in your home? What is he speaking about our church? What is God communicating to you in this time? This podcast has taken the title, Speak, Lord. And what I hope it can be is a daily time for God to speak to you and you to open your ears and hear the voice of God. Let's let our ears be awakened to the voice of God. Speak, Lord, is a resource of the Palmer 7th. There it was, the first episode recorded for Speak, Lord. For our second episode this week, we're going to jump to more recent history and replay an episode called Insider Information. This one speaks to me in that it, it calls me to value and not take for granted what we have in the gift of the Bible. So here is insider information. In all our confusion about life and uncertainty about the future, the ultimate clarification would be for God to come and speak personally to us. Wouldn't that be awesome? How would it change your life if God came and showed you the future? Or if he came and explain to you the thing that you're troubled by and confused about. That would be the ultimate insider knowledge, to have God speak to you. And this insider knowledge that you could trust, it would change the way you live. We would, we would know what to expect and we wouldn't waste our time on all the unimportant things. If we trust the Bible, it's no short of this. God literally speaking to us. Insider knowledge that changes our lives. I was reading the first chapter of the book of Revelation and John was on the island of Patmos and he literally heard a voice behind him. It says it was a voice like a trumpet. I'm not sure if that means it was loud or clear or beautiful, but certainly there was a distinct voice. Here's what the voice said. Write down what you see in a book and send it to the seven churches. So John's on this island. Jesus comes to him and speaks and says, I'm going to show you some things. I want you to write them down and send them to my people. Jesus is not trying to keep all the helpful information secret. He communicates things to us so that we can know him and trust him and follow him and make sense of life. And that's what happened for John. Jesus revealed to him all kinds of beautiful, life-changing insider information, and he wrote it down. So the contents of this book are precious. And that's why the book begins like this. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave to him to show his servants things that must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to the servant John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus, even to all that he saw. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it, for the time is near. There's a blessing on the one who reads this book and who hears it, and who keeps it because it's literally Jesus talking to us. We are reading it from the first-hand account of the person Jesus revealed these words to. And this is true of the whole Bible. 
All scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's more dramatic with books like Revelation that were actually revealed by Jesus and not just inspired in reflection. So what I was thinking about is, if I think that it would be life-changing for Jesus to come and speak to me and to reveal things about the future, then the words of this book should be just as life-changing because that's what they are. They're God speaking to us, giving us insider information to understand what's happening in the crazy times we live in. So I started asking myself, do I really trust that this book is God speaking to me? Because if I do, it should really change my life. These words should give me such a confidence, such an assurance of God's plan. And I just want to renew that blessing of hearing these words as God speaking to me. And what does Jesus have to say to us when he speaks to us through the book of Revelation? Well, he tells about some scary stuff, some powers of evil who do some terrible things to bring people out of relationship with God. But he also tells about the power of Jesus that is victorious over Satan. He talks about a second coming, which means that I can trust that. I can trust that Jesus is coming back just as sure as if he showed up in my bedroom today and told me. He's really coming back. He talks about an eternal home and says things like there will be no more crying or mourning or pain. He tells us about judgment and the end of sin when Satan is condemned and exists no more. He reveals to us the deceptions of Satan, the things he'll do and what to watch out for and how to remain faithful to Jesus. So if we want that kind of insider information, we should celebrate because we have it. God has spoken to us. When you read in the book of Revelation that there's a crown of life waiting, that's Jesus telling you that. So how is this insider information changing your life? How is God speaking to you? Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. You can find more of Speak, Lord by searching for Palmer S. For a third episode, we're going to jump to episode 89. And here's a real challenge not to close our ears to what God is saying. Acts chapter 7, verses 51 through 60. You stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit. As your fathers did, so do you. Which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? And they killed those who foretold the coming of the just one, of whom you now have become the betrayers and murderers, who have received the law by the direction of angels and have not kept it. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, and they gnashed at him with their teeth. But he, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God and said, Look, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice, stopped their ears, and ran at him with one accord. And they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul. 
And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with these sins. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Stephen's sermon was going fairly well until he got to the appeal, until he called them stiff-necked people. In fact, maybe some of those listening even were starting to think that Stephen was all right. They could just let him go. They might have been ready to approve of Stephen after that awesome history lesson he gave. But part of his history lesson is that all throughout history, there have been some believers who have refused the Holy Spirit. That is part of our heritage. We are unfaithful people who come from a heritage of unfaithful people. And God is trying to speak to us and lead us. And so often, we resist it. And after Stephen's appeal, they were cut to the heart, but they gnashed their teeth at him. And by contrast, it says, Stephen was full of the Holy Spirit and gazed into heaven. And in verse 57, they run at him and they do the exact thing that Stephen said their ancestors had done. It says they stopped their ears. They covered their ears. They didn't want to hear any more. They wanted to kill Stephen, but in order to do that, they had to literally cover their ears and stop hearing God speak to them. We call this podcast, Speak, Lord. And it's our desire that we would be people who do not stop our ears. It's not just the Jews who have a heritage of being stiff-necked and resisting the Spirit. That's our heritage, and that's our natural tendency. But we can follow wherever God is leading us if we will not cover our ears and we will listen to the voice of God. And there's going to be times, just like the Jews, that hearing God's voice is offensive. And in those moments, we have a decision to open our ears and receive the Holy Spirit or to close our ears and resist the Holy Spirit. We don't need to be great. We don't need to be spiritual heroes. We just need to keep our ears open to God, to listen to his voice and follow his lead. Speak, Lord. The next one is Speak, Lord, for Kids, episode 43. This one highlights how extraordinary our privilege is to hear from the Word of God. This is a similar message to what you've been hearing this week on Speak, Lord, but it comes from the perspective of a child. Speak, Lord, for kids! Matthew 10, 19-20 When you are arrested, don't worry about what to say or how you should say it. At that time, you will be given the words to say. It will not really be you speaking. The Spirit of your Father will be speaking through you. That is so awesome. Have you ever tried to say something and forgot what to say? I forget sometimes what I ha- I'm supposed to say on podcasts. It's really annoying sometimes. But when we really need the right words, God promises he'll give them to us. So rather than try to always be right, we should trust that the Holy Spirit will help us. Who knows, maybe God will give you words to speak today. Speak, Lord, is a re- 
We're just going to keep them coming. We have two more episodes we're going to bring back this week on Speak, Lord. The next is episode 74, and it makes the claim that the solution to all of our communication needs is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. When we say the words, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening, we recognize that this is a spirit thing. To speak to others right, that's a spirit thing. To hear from others right and to hear from God, that's a Holy Spirit thing. So here's episode 74. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven the sound of a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues of fire appeared to them and rested on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound the multitude came together, and they were bewildered, because each was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astounded, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in his own native language? Parthians and Medes and Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians, we hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. As you hear the words of Scripture, let's remember to be praying the prayer, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. What is it that God is speaking to you in these passages? As I read this familiar passage, what I noticed is that when the Holy Spirit is poured out, He helps us to communicate. The first thing that happens is they have the tongues of fire, but the first real change that happens among the believers is that they are able to speak in a way that others hear and understand. They hear it in their own language and they receive it in their heart. The answer to all of our communication issues is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our lives. The specific thing that they were communicating was the mighty works of God. When the Holy Spirit is poured out, we have a supernatural aid in talking about God. He helps give us the language and the tone of voice to communicate truth to people in a way that they can get it. Wouldn't that be amazing to speak to your neighbor about God in their own language? To speak to your mom or your dad about God in a language they could get? We need the Holy Spirit to be able to speak about God to our teenage son or daughter, to our spouse, to the young people in our church, to the old people in our church, to a secular society, to your atheist co-worker. When the Holy Spirit fills us, we don't just want to talk about God, but we are given the ability to speak about God in a way that others can get it. This is like the opposite of the Tower of Babel. They were speaking in a language that everyone understood, and they were making progress in a direction that God didn't want them to go, so he confused their language. And in Acts 2, we have the opposite. They don't have the same language, but they're going in a direction that God wants them to go, bringing the good news to all nations, and he jumps the language barrier and allows them to communicate. Some have concluded that the outpouring of the Spirit in Acts 2 means that we should all speak in tongues. The important thing is not that we pronounce words in a native language, 
but that we speak in a way that others hear. The Holy Spirit wants to empower healing and life-giving communication in our churches, in our homes, in our marriages, in the tough conversations that we all need to have. What a gift the Holy Spirit offers us by allowing us to communicate in a way that others hear in their own language and receive in their hearts. Speak Lord is a resource of the So this is, I believe, the largest collection of Speak Lord reruns that I'm going to give you. And we're, we're actually up to number six. I said there'd be five. We're going to finish off with a sixth episode. And this one takes us back to episode 12. Mark 4, 13 through 20. And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word. And these are the ones along the path where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. And these are the ones sown on rocky ground. The ones who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy. And they have no root in themselves, but endure for a while. Then when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. And others are the ones sown among thorns. They are those who hear the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. But those that were sown on the good soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit, thirty, sixty, and a hundredfold. There is so much truth for us to think about in this parable. But I want to notice one thing that all of the soils have in common. They all heard the word. One soil hears the word, but Satan steals it away. Another soil hears the word and receives it with joy, but it has no root and it doesn't endure. Another soil hears the word, but the cares of this life choke it out. The thing that's different about the good soil is that when it hears the word, it accepts it and allows the word to bear fruit in its life. How are you doing at hearing the word of God? And what are you doing to respond once you do hear it? The next section says some important things about hearing. Verse 23, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. You've heard that before. You have ears and they should be hearing the voice of God. Verse 24, pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you. The call is to pay attention. And I think what it's saying is the amount of focus and attention we give to hearing the voice of God will come back to us in blessing and growth. We are hearing the word of God. Now let's be good soil and accept it and let it bear fruit in our lives. Speak Lord is a resource of the Palmer Seventh-day Adventist Church. Find us online at palmerak.adventistchurch.org and at pastorryanrogers.com. Speak Lord, your servants are listening.